Who made the cut in Gabe Foley's initial 2022 NHL Draft first round rankings? Find out today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. On today's show, we are joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting to look at his first first round NHL draft rankings of the year for 2022. So we'll talk about some of the players of the respective tiers that Gabe has put together. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran sports content producer, over a decade worth of Minnesota sports heartbreak, including the last couple of seasons covering exclusively the Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along on a bonus Saturday episode here on Locked on Wild, and uh, happy to be joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. Gabe, got all the uh, the Monday through Friday episodes in, but you dropped your uh, first rankings of the 2022 NHL draft, and so I thought, hey, let's give the people a little something here uh, to kind of kick off the weekend with a deep dive into the rankings. So uh, thanks for joining me here on this uh, Saturday edition of the show. How are things? Now that it's the weekend, and now that I have those first rankings out of the way, pretty well. Uh, today is definitely a recouping day. Uh, <laughs> relax a bit, because it takes so much going into those every time you drop one, even if it's just 32 names. So definitely a relaxing weekend, but very, very excited to finally be started with this class and we'll um we'll drop these uh on lockdown wilds twitter as well we'll make sure to do a plug for them so you can uh, check them out uh listeners if you uh, are curious as to who made the cut for uh this preliminary first round um let's get a process or a process update here gabe i know you've been just grinding away at uh, at watching prospects and kind of getting a sense of the 2022 class uh, how far into it uh, are you as we flip the calendar to October? Oh, let's see. Let's see what the number is. Let's make sure I'll... we are at 83. So I think wow. last time we were uh, pushing 70, we made up to 83. Uh, just crossed 20% of my two watch list. So good progress so far. The unfortunate thing about the scouting world is that after I watch everyone I want to watch, I have to go back and rewatch all of them because <laughs> players change constantly. Yeah. And so we are at 83 so far, but it is such a revolving door. Um, makes it, I guess you could say, makes it fun. For sure. Now, the thing that I like about how you did this is that you have broken uh, players into tiers. Uh, and obviously, as we look at the list, Shane Wright, a name that we've talked about uh, pretty much every time you've been on here, and it just it seems like he is really not. Is it going to be possible for him to drop off of that first overall spot, or does he pretty much have that entrenched? 
Yeah, that's as bona fide as when um, Connor McDavid had the first overall oh. spot. You know, there were people out there that said, no, Jack Eichel's better. And now those people look really stupid. <laughs> um, it's the same thing with Shane Wright. Um, personally, I've never seen a player so fundamental. Um, just watching his practice clips and what he does with his workouts and his training, um, the way he approaches the game is so artistic. And uh, he it turns into great production on the ice. He's a great leader. He captained um, Canada's U18 team last year. And so there's so much to like with him. Uh, is He is glued into that number one spot. And I think everyone in the world knows it. I think even he knows it. And so as the OHL season nears, he's going to make sure he does everything he can to cling on to it. And uh, yeah, I he's in a world of his own this year. It's going to be a fight to the death between uh, Arizona and Buffalo to see who gets that uh, first overall pick. And let me tell you, I think it's going to be pretty close. I mean, I, I would give Buffalo the edge, but I think Arizona is going to give them a run for their money too. So one of those two teams is going to come away with a bona fide star for sure. I'm cheering on Arizona, man. I'm cheering them. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Chaos. it'd be nice. I mean, I think I would give Arizona the edge just because of how Buffalo has handled the Jack Eichel thing. I just am not a huge fan of how that has played out. So I, I'd like to see Arizona. And so, yeah, let's uh, let's just throw our, our support behind the Arizona Coyotes for the first overall pick, um, just to say we did. Yeah, there we go. And Central Division, the more they lose, the more we win. Correct. You guys with your wild fandom and me with my very sad Blues fandom. <laughs> well, so, fingers at, crossed. At least until the Blues play the Wild. Hopefully that'll change this year, but we'll see. Yeah, then we're we're going to have to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to be friendly rivals on those days. Um, yeah, there you go. So you have then lumped uh, two, three, and four in your rankings into the next tier. So of, and I'll preface, I will do the best that I can with uh, some of these last names. Um, Matthew Savoy, uh, Simone Nemec, Nemitz, Nemitz, I think it was Nemitz, I remember that one. And uh, Brad... You are the only other person that I've heard pronounce it right, is Simone Nemitz. I, I, uh, I got a little, little something up top. And then Brad Lambert, um... Of those three, which one which one do you like the most? I mean, obviously, you know, you could go with Savoy because he's you know, he's ranked second on your list, but of those three, which one's uh which one is your favorite? Yeah, um actually it's Simone Nemitz at number three. Uh three vastly different players, um, one center, one defenseman, and one winger. And they are just so, so strange. Um Matthew Savoie is a Big body dynamo on the ice. Um, just an absolute bullet. Tremendous skating and knows how to use um, his physicality in tandem with his skating to just force the issue every time he's on the ice. It's so fun to watch. But then Simone Nemitz, darn near NHL ready. Said this last time I was on, but he is a guy that just looks the part of an NHL pro. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. A lot of people have voiced concerns with him that he doesn't have a lot of room to improve because mm -hmm. he's already there. He's already so good. And so once he gets to the NHL level, how much growth will come. But 
you know, as much as I respect that opinion, I also can never bring my mind to think it because <laughs> you're already at the limit, you know, right. You did it. Good job. You, you did what everyone <laughs> wants to. So, um, and then Brad Lambert, uh, rad, Brad, um, Ooh. a polarizing figure for three or four years now, everyone thought he was going to be second overall. He started dipping a bit because he, even though I have him listed six foot 176, I can't imagine those numbers aren't juiced up a little bit by the league he's playing in. Of course, sometimes teams juice him up, but Tad, kid's kind of skinny, but he uses great grinding, great tenacity, and, and great awareness to become a really dangerous playmaker. But of the three, I would have to say Nemeth, Savoy, and then Lambert in order of how I like them. Uh, Savoy gets the edge on Nemitz just because he has the stature of an NHL player a bit more. Kid's beefy, kid's tall, and uh, he knows how to use that size a bit better. But all three in the same tier for a good, good reason. Tell you what, we will continue. We've got a few more tiers to take a look at. Continuing our first round NHL draft prospect rankings discussion with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. More to come here on Locked on Wilds. All right, hockey fans, fantasy hockey is fast approaching, and I'm going to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy hockey platform in the industry. It is Fantrax. Fantrax's free NHL Fantasy Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. This is where I host all of my fantasy leagues, and as commissioner of some, I can tell you, we're not leaving. The, uh, the Leo DiCaprio line from uh, Wolf of Wall Street, we're not leaving. So you can sign up for free today, and as a special offer for Lockdown Wild fans, you'll be entered in to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn to sign up today. Fantrax is the top dynasty fantasy hockey pro platform in the industry. Have you been hosting your season-long leagues on another platform? Don't worry. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues for free and customize them if needed. Fantrax is the most customizable platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. If you've had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, you can migrate them to Fantrax for a better experience. So make sure to sign up today for free and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn to sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash LockedOn. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. This fall, Built Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Bilt Bar has an assortment of amazingly delicious flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. With it being fall, I think the only thing missing off of that list is pumpkin spice. Maybe sometime down the road, uh, they'll add it to the arsenal. But if you're not sure which of those to start with, raspberry honestly is my go-to. If you're not sure which one is yours, though, just grab the mixed box and you'll get two each of those nine flavors. In addition, Built Bars are amazingly healthy as well. Each Built Bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So they're amazing tasting, amazingly healthy. What's not to like about Built Bar? So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 
and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We're joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting, looking at Gabe's preliminary first-round rankings for the 2022 NHL Draft. We got through the top four. We'll move to, I'm going to call this the baby blue tier. I'm I'm not good with color names. I mean, give me a box of Crayola crayons, and I bet I could name two of them, but... Will, uh, I, uh, yeah. I was very indiscriminate with my coloring on this, so <laughs> you're kind of stabbing in the dark, unfortunately. Yeah, the baby blue tier is players 5 through 12, um, and it includes you know a mix of forward centers. Uh, who amongst the uh, baby blue tier, Gabe, is your favorite prospect uh, at this point? Well... First off, I'm glad you called it the baby blue tier. That is such a modest sounding name for the biggest range of the biggest tier on my list and the one that was the most difficult to put together. Um, there are people with Ivan Miroshnichenko at second overall, and he was 10 on my list. There are people with Logan Cooley in their 15, 16 range. He's fifth on mine. This range of 5 to 12 is just such a hodgepodge most of those first rounds glued in place but this is the range i'll see the most change over the year but out of the group i've talked about Yurash slavkovsky uh last time i was on huge kid he's six four over 200 pounds he's 17 years old Jeez. i am 21 and six foot barely <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh slavkovsky huge body makes him fun to watch but i'm gonna Say Rucker McGrory at 11 overall is probably my favorite of the tier because he's probably where it stands right now, the one that doesn't deserve to be in that grouping the most. And that's so exciting for me. Uh, Rucker McGrory has amazing awareness, attacks offense so well, but you can tell his entire life he's been the guy. He's been the guy that does everything for his team. And so there's not a lot of trust in his teammates. He tries to do everything himself. And if that trait keeps up, he's not going to stay at the 11th overall position that I have him, out, have him at right now. Um, but that's so exciting to me. Yeah. Because it means that this season, this kid is finding his own. Um, he's really going to develop into something special if he wants to keep the draft stock that he's built up for himself already. And what's more than that, what the role that he needs to play is a role similar to prime Vladimir Tarasenko. I mentioned I was a Blues fan, so maybe I'm biased in that comparison, <laughs> but McGrory drives play and has that sniper ability just like Tarasenko and you watch him play and they're really resemblances um, to a young Tarasenko, a pre-shoulder injury Tarasenko, if I can say that without shedding a tear. Um, but so, you know, Logan Cooley, an amazing playmaker, uh, Joachim Kemel has lit up the Finland professional league as a 17, 18 year old. He's over a point per game scoring um, where's the golden bucket for his team uh, has looked incredible. 
And Connor Geeky is a 6'4 beast of a kid who is uh, really looking to find his own as well. But Rucker McGrory, um, aside from having an amazing name, has a sense of mysteriousness that I think is really exciting as we approach the season, approach watching these kids for the next six months and seeing how they grow. Say no more. You had me at the name, but when you said has a, a touch of mysteriousness, I'm like, okay, Rutger McGrory is like, that's that's the prospect that I'm going to be watching the entire season. So um, he, he is number, number one in our hearts, um, just based off of all of those characteristics. So there we go, Rutger. Yeah, we're rooting for him. Um, the Forest Green tier. Uh, which includes prospects in your rankings 13 through 17. Uh, who stood out from this grouping? Well, the Forest Green tier 13 to 17, one forward in that grouping. The forward is Philip Mayshar. Mayshar? I don't. I don't know how to say. I think it's Mayshar. It it um, looks it looks like Mayshar. I'm not I'm not up on the umlauts and everything, but yeah, um, it looks um, like it should be Mayshar. I mentioned him last time I was on. Um, kid is aggressive and feisty and does everything he can to put the puck into the net. It's so exciting to watch. And then this tier is filled up with four defensemen. And it really, really is a pick your poison kind of thing with defensemen. Do you like hyper offensive defensemen that know how to drive play from their own zone but also know how to guarantee the puck goes into the net, then you, you're going to want Seamus Casey at 13 overall. Do you like puck-moving defensemen that really stay back and quarterback play from the blue line? Elias Salomonson is your guy. Um, do you like defensemen that look like they probably should be wingers? Lane Hudson at 15. Lane Hudson, also of note, has grown two inches apparently oh. since the last time I was on. He's five eight now, not five six. Hasn't gained any weight, but um, it it's the new preseason weigh-ins got dropped, and so, jeez, I'll take what I can get with him because a five eight defenseman does not sound very flattering. <laughs> but if you want defensemen that look like wingers, Lane Hudson at fifteen is your guy. And then if you love bona fide defensive defensemen who shut down the other team and spark a clean, smooth breakout, Ryan Chesley at 17. So the best thing about this tier is it's a tier of itself because it's such a preference thing. A lot of these tiers are tiers because I was thinking, well, they're all interchangeable. But here, I, I think the rankings I ended up with are pretty bona fide and we'll stay consistent throughout my um, my season. But for different scouts that looking for different things, it's such a preference thing, and it's it's fun to watch. For sure. Um, we will finish with the final three tiers, and then I have one observation that I uh, would like to get your thoughts on as well. Continuing our chat with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting, more NHL prospect talk coming up next here on Locked on Wilds. BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, 
and having checked it out uh, basically ex- uh, for hours on end over the last couple of days, it is very crisp. They've got even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code Locked On to receive that welcome bonus. From football, basketball, and boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. That's betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Final segments of today's episode of Locked on Wild as we are joined by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. And uh, again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We've got three more tiers, Gabe. The pumpkin tier. Yes, it is fall. It's pumpkin spice everything. I, I'm not a huge, well, I should rephrase that. I'm not at all a coffee person. So I really have not, I've really not had experience with pumpkin spice, well, at all. So it doesn't hit me really that much. But since it is fall, I think pumpkin is the only appropriate way to uh, discuss the first of our final three tiers, which includes three players, 18, 19, and 20. So uh, who is your favorite uh, of that uh, pumpkin tier? Well, uh, my favorite type of player is a player that really uses their skating to dictate everything they do. Very hyper aware, knows how to carry the puck, um, knows how to move it through the central lane of the ice. And that is the exact definition of all three of these players. Um, Frankie Nazar, Justin Cote, and Marco Casper are three players who use their skating first. And they use it to, um, in Frank Nazar's case, he uses it to control the puck through the neutral zone and attack the offensive end with so much momentum that catches, um, catches opponents off guard, really. Justin Cote uses his skating off the puck to drive down the wings and attack towards the center of the ice once he gets into the offensive zone. It's kind of hard to move laterally once you get into the offensive end. It's something a lot of players kind of struggle with, um, even off puck. And so Justin Cote, who I want to put it on record, is the best skater in this draft. There's been some some discussion, but I don't think I've ever seen a better U18 skater. This kid is fast. Um, But Justin Cote, uh, really kind of a more off-puck guy. He's played with some very good wingers, so he hasn't been the main driver of play. Still uses his skating first. And Marco Casper's nose for the net is so impressive. Um, Just attacks things so well. Again, because he's so quick, he's able to get there before anyone else could get there. But three players that know how to carry the puck, that know how to you know, be the main focus of their line and three guys that know how to put the puck into the net. Um, very similar, very, very similar players. Next up is the, okay, and I should, I was joking earlier when I said that I'm not like color, um, color competent. I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the right phrase I'm looking for, but um, midnight blue. This is the next. Ooh, I like yeah, that. this is the next I tier. Like that. Um, yeah, I 
I, I like going with uh, with different uh, names of various crayons from my my childhood. There we go. Um, twenty one through twenty six in the midnight blue tier. Um, which one of those fine players uh, catches your eye the most? Julian Lutz at twenty two is probably my favorite, although consensus favorite is Ty Nelson at 23. Julian Lutz is a player that I don't know how he touches the ice. I I think he might just float all the time because he just (laughs) teleports around. It's so strange. He's so high energy and I, for lack of a better word, kind of like spastic with his game. He's very always moving and always dashing around and he's so fast and it makes me want to take a nap after I watch him. <laughs> it's just exhausting, but he does it to great effect and it's always in the opponent's face. Um, it's incredible. And then Ty Nelson, a Canadian. So of course he's everyone's favorite. Um, just probably the most technically skilled of all the defensemen in this class. His ability with the puck on his stick is incredible his ability to use his feet and show off great edge work and stuff. He just he knows what he's doing when it comes to raw skill. Unfortunately, he doesn't know exactly what he's doing when it comes to positioning, <laughs> playing actual defense. Um, there are times, quite often actually, where Ty Nelson's center becomes a defenseman on the line, and Ty Nelson uh, assumes the role of center on the breakout and driving the puck up the ice. So there is a lot to like about him. He was actually initially in my 13 to 17 range. And I decided to drop him because there are little off-putting things he does with his game. But at the end of the day, raw skill, you can't deny it. He's a top 25 player. Lock it in. Lock it in. Locked on the top 25. Final tier, Gabe, for your rankings. The Salmon tier. And uh, that includes players 27 through 32 in your rankings. Um, which which one of the final six jumps out the most? Well, the salmon tier is the... <laughs> all right, let's say these guys are first-rounders tier. Um, 26 and up on my rankings, pretty much all of those guys are in everyone's first round. But this 27 to 32 range, I got to be creative Got to find kind of hidden gems. And um, most notable on that is Pierre-Olivier Waugh, who just made the cut of my first round at 32. And actually, my notes have him tied with four other players for that spot. But I decided to give uh, Pierre-Olivier Waugh the benefit of the doubt. Um, Love his passing ability. He starts play from the defensive end and really controls it through the neutral zone really well. Um, This isn't a kid who's going to overwhelm you with speed and tempo, which is how a lot of players get by when they're in juniors. Wa knows how to play a calm, slow game through the neutral zone and really make sure he's opening lanes and exploiting those lanes with great passes. Um, He's a guy that jumps off the page when you watch him because he really takes... Um, you know, last season, he really took what's an incredibly difficult position of being a rookie defenseman in the QMJHL. That's one of the most unfortunate positions of you can be in in juniors. Um, they always get shafted in one way or another. And Wah took that 
and made game unique when he was on the ice. He knew how to slow it down. He knew how to really approach it with great poise and uh, great awareness. And that's something that's going to favor him really well as he moves to the next levels. Of course, he's 32 on my list, so definitely room to improve. But a guy that I'm a big fan of um, as we move towards the start of the QMJHL season. Uh, Gabe, one thing that I noticed, and this is more so me just wanting to kind of make a uh, a joke that Wild fans are going to like, no goalies in the uh, the first round as of now. So it would be a real shame if a team were to miss out on a generational goalie talent that maybe was in the draft last. Oh, wait, no, the Wild took care of that last year with Jesper Wallstead. In the 20s. I'm so mad at you guys for that. <laughs> He's going to be so good. Uh, <laughs> so good. If I could have, if I could have shown my face, um, if I could have screen grabbed my face when that pick happened, I was, um, I was doing a, uh, a draft stream with the, uh, the guys at the soda pod and, we were all sitting there just watching and all of a sudden the pick came in and I was like, like what yeah. now? They got, I who? think I got up and left for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Needed to cool down. <laughs> Cause we knew it was coming. Yeah. All the reports said the wild are trading up to get him. And then he just fell to him. Uh, Judd Brackett magic, man. Judd Brackett. That's exactly what it is. I hate you guys for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any are there any goalie prospects you know that uh, that maybe could fall into later rounds? Well, obviously, obviously there will be, but they is, will end up in the draft somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the, there will be a goalie taken at some point. But are there any any goalies that are just kind of outside of that that first round grouping um, that that maybe end up being like a top handful pick in the second round? Yeah, uh, I mentioned that Pierre-Olivier Waugh is tied with four other players for 32nd overall. One of them's a goalie. Ah. One of them is Mason Bopit out of the WHL. I mentioned him last time with one of the best save percentages in his DY minus one, so two years before he gets drafted. The, the season before the season of his draft year. That's how to word it. My mind's shutting down yeah. that. <laughs> um, but one of the best DY minus one performances the WHL has ever seen. Oh, this kid is athletic. He's humongous, six four, six five, um, very controlled, very poised, and he played on a crapper of a team last year and looked amazing doing it. And so, heading into his draft year, this is a kid that I have all the faith in the world in. Um, I've been fortunate enough to build connections with the Bo Pitt family and speaking with them and seeing how Mason approached training this summer and how he's approaching this season. This is a kid that wants to be a first round pick. It's not that he wants to be drafted into the NHL. I'm sure that's on his to-do list as well, but he wants to be a first round pick. He saw yeah. the growth of fellow WHL or Sebastian Costa last year. And he said, I'm going to do that. And so Tons of fun to watch uh, coming from Mason Bopit in the WHL this year, I believe, with the Spokane Chiefs. Um, definitely a kid I'm keeping my eye on. And if he improves in a couple small areas, he'll crack that first round for me for sure. 
Excellent. Uh, Gabe, anything else you want to uh, to mention here as we uh, wrap up? Listeners, make sure that you uh, give Gabe a follow as well at NHL Foley on Twitter. But final thoughts before we wrap up for today. I have to get him into everyone's mind. Kenta Isogai scored his first goal of the season. Kenta is a Japanese-born player who played in Austria and then came to America. Such a strange pipeline for him. Played in the USHL last year and was stuck in such a strange, strange role. And he did really well in it. And now he scored his first goal of the year. He's looking even better than last year. This kid deserves a draft pick. This kid deserves to be drafted in the top three rounds. And no Japanese-born players ever done that. Wow. Only two Japanese-born players have ever been drafted. Three, if you count the fake one that the Sabres drafted forever ago. Um, only two have ever been drafted. No one has ever been drafted in the top seven rounds. They were both, I believe it's round 10 and round 13 or something way back when. Wow. So Kenta Isagai is breaking barriers this season. He's a kid to keep an eye on because if he gets drafted, he sets a whole new precedent for hockey in the world. I mean, it's going to be a historic thing. His name's going to go down as a Japanese great for that alone. So I am on cloud nine watching this kid. He is just working so hard. There's tons coming. And uh, yeah, keep an eye on him. He is going to be a firecracker all year long. Love that. Uh, Gabe, thank you for the time today. Again, make sure to follow Gabe and his prospect rankings as they uh, further and further matriculate over the uh, the next couple of months at NHL Foley. And uh, make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure now that you have finished your first listen of the day, make sure to head over to Lockdown NHL to get the latest insights into teams around the league through the preseason schedule as we gear up for the start of the season, which is less than two weeks away. And uh, you can find new episodes of Locked On Wild as part of the Locked On Podcast Network every Monday through Friday.